the beautiful thing about the ramayana and the mahabharata is that they're they're timeless like no matter when you read it like if you read it when you were a 3 year old if you read it when you if you're 30 year old or if you read it when you're 70 80 you will always find something to catch on to and you will always find something relatable rama then comes back and when he's back he has to lose sita one more time again it's a compromise between do i put the kingdom above my wife and i feel when i was in my younger days i would tell that hey obviously your partner should come first how, how can you but now i feel as i'm older you can start understanding the compromises we all make rama looks so naive incapable very soft and unmanly right when rama takes his bow and when he's standing there is no god that can come and stop him like that's how powerful he is a san karshan joshi trip the last time we were on the podcast i introduced you as the podcast favorite guest yes by which i meant podcast host the favorite guest <laughs> so uh, ashok it's always lovely to talk to talk to you and uh, welcome back this is your fourth time is it fifth time no fifth time Episode one in December of 2020. Damn. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> how we were back then? And like, I was, I still had a goatee back then. My beard wouldn't grow properly, and we did a two and a half hour podcast back then yeah. itself. Yeah. I think that was the longest. Yeah. I th- no, I think that came close to three. No. No, no, no. It was two and two a and half hours. Okay, yeah. that was the longest. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you guys don't know who Vaishak Dutt is. He's a storyteller. He's a story writer. He's a director. He's a comedian. He's an improv comedian. He's also an engineer who's going to do masters. So, is there anything else, Vaishak, that I missed? Ah, <laughs> uh, nothing else. Ah, uh, the most handsome man in South Bangalore. Ah, uh, that that's something you could add on to. Ah, <laughs> uh, only South Bangalore. I'm clarifying because in ah. Uh, Uh, Raj Raj Shree Nagar, which is little bit uh, north Bangalore, there's Ucha Venkat. I I lose out to him, so that's why to clarify South Bangalore. Nice. How do you know the location of Ucha Venkat, Vishal? Hey, you know what? Like back in 2018, that's when like his um, prime. Yeah, his prime. But my grandmom stays in Raj Raj Shree Nagar. and uh, 2018 karnataka state elections we were discussing the candidates ucha venkat is standing <laughs> for election for elections independent candidate in rajarajeshwari nagar you know his party symbol yakda no. oh my god yeah actually so that's when i knew okay this is his area yeah. for all the ladies and gents <laughs> who don't know who ucha venkat is please go google him yes he is uh, the man the myth the legend yeah. the man who's beyond memes yeah <laughs> Uh, the legend I, of my school days yeah vaishak you were here 2021 right the first time we did podcast when was it 2021 2020 december of 2020 okay. your fourth or fifth episode it's, i think it's been how long vaishak yeah 3 years close to like it's we're clocking 3 years yeah damn and imagine like how different things were like like i told my beard wouldn't grow properly you had long hair and right after then like we met again in your room your room was smaller than this studio right yeah, here yeah, yes and yes. then now you're married big big <laughs> studio and like 
It's good. Growth is always good. We also have a sponsor for the podcast. Did you know who is who is the sponsor? Attention, all hiring managers, entrepreneurs, and aspiring entrepreneurs. Are you tired of shifting through endless resumes that you get and scheduling interviews that never seem to end? Meet Pajama HR, the superhero of recruitment software that's trusted by over three thousand businesses. With Pajama HR, you can wave goodbye to hiring headaches and hello to your dream team. From sourcing to assessment to scheduling offer rollouts, Pajama HR takes care of it all. Don't believe me? Try it out for yourself and join the Pajama Party. Create your account through our special link that's mentioned in the description box, or by typing pajamahr. dot com slash sankarshan joshi. P Y J A M A H R. dot com slash S A N K A R S H A N J O S H I. Here comes the rest of the episode. Okay, thank you, uh, <laughs> Pajama HR. Uh, HR based you know, Vaishak, startup. Hmm. Why I always love talking to you hmm. on the podcast, off the podcast, online, offline, regardless. The thing is that every time we talk, it's basically we talk after a long time, and uh, there is so much of evolution that happens internally the in the time gap. So we spoke three years back, and in the podcast we spoke like five times, which means which has like minimum of six months to eight months gap, right? Yeah. And I think from last time to now, I think it's been more than a year that we uh, we talked. Back when you didn't have a wife, it was every once yeah. once it's in a month. Post wife, post. Yeah, <laughs> now a little bit have uh, come down. <laughs> but uh, you know, even before coming, like even on my way here, I was just thinking about all the topics that we spoke in the past and all the potential conversations that we have. It's basically it's very thought provoking in a way because uh, every time we speak. my perspective changes completely like what matters to me the most it evolves completely so the first time that we spoke i didn't even know who jordan b peterson was and we were having a conversation about rules right mm-hmm. do, do you remember yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, i remember uh, saying that you know rules is slightly uh, constricting mm. and uh, it sounds like a constraint blah 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 and then after that i start i like i binge watched all of jordan b peterson's podcast his lectures all of that and uh, post that i was i got spiritually curious i was reading the bhagavad gita i was just talking to my dad about you know the gods the perspectives me and you culturally we have the same uh, perception of gods right uh, so we we come from a very similar family yeah. not only in terms of like religion and all of that but also the environment yes, like the yes. family fights how mom and dad fight yes. together how we have with siblings it's it's very similar yes yeah. culturally it's very similar and we had a lot of discussion even on our previous podcast we spoke about you know like the hinduism the the avataras like mm-hmm. how it resembles the charles darwin's theory like mm-hmm. that's one thing that i remember i mm-hmm. think that i i posted that as a clip as well mm-hmm. so there is so much of <clears throat> conversation that we have and this time it was super evident that i was going to talk to you because uh, uh, i've been diving very deep into ramayana so in the first podcast we had a conversation about the wali mm-hmm, death mm-hmm, uh, right like mm-hmm. that uh, segment of ramayana mm-hmm. i think the second time we were on the podcast we had a conversation about that so the second time we spoke of like how i hmm. feel uh, sita's story and yes, all of that yeah. yes and it's very beautiful the way how uh, ever since i started like diving deep into ramayana right uh, i don't know why when 
when i connected with you i was like this makes so much sense because every time i am getting deeper into something we connect i don't know how like, like we just connect and we have conversation over that right i think from the past like every day i've spending like couple of hours into ramayana like understanding uh, ramayana like it's the, there's so much of depth hmm. to it vaishak like hmm. that i haven't realized hmm. so we come from the same background and rama was also a human right so just his life how he went through it and when you see valmiki's ramayana it's very human because he brings out so many emotions in the way of in the way he's expressing the metaphors that he uses it's very 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 beautifully written as a from a, like a poet standpoint right like very uh, beautifully placed the shlokas hmm. and uh, there's so much of emotion that comes out of the characters that normally when we speak of ramayana we just speak like you know it's a god story right hmm. but when you actually sit and listen to valmiki's ramayana or read valmiki's ramayana there is so much of emotion that comes out of rama that it makes him less of a god and more of a man you know even though he is an incarnation of the god like he lived like a man and when you see that there's so much of emotions that just strike a chord in you that you just connect with that character yeah yeah and and it doesn't matter how or where you read the ramayana or how you heard the ramayana and beat valmiki's ramayana or tulsidas's ramachandramanas which is the more evident uh, the more evident form of ramayana that we are all familiar with and even the hanuman chalisa and hanuman chalisa like if you understand it in terms of like in an actual you know just sit down it's 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 basically like a love letter to hanuman and it's so beautiful and so it, or if you saw a cartoon growing up or if you read amar chitrakatha like like i did it's the beautiful thing about the ramayana and the mahabharata is that they're they're timeless like no matter when you read it like if you read it when you were a 3 year old if you read it when you if you're a 30 year old or if you read it when you're 70 80 you will always find something to catch on to and you will always find something relatable ba- back when i was a kid and i read the ramayana and i heard the ramayana it was obviously hanuman for me and just the having a superhero in hanuman and the devotion and the power and that's that would really excite me and it it was just a great time to you yeah, know just yeah, there's yeah. a scene in the animated version of the ramayana where just hanuman grows in form and and then he just grows and he flies and i have not had like even like iron man does not have shit on this it, that's how i felt and then uh you know uh coming back if i revisit the ramayana now maybe a few years earlier then i would uh, i feel like i was thinking about what it means to be a man and how do you have to be to a specific partner or anyone right and i then sort of uh, saw rama in a critical way and sort of mm-hmm. i was i t- i tried to keep a very neutral standpoint and try to see what if rama did was right or wrong especially with sita and it was because i was coming to terms with my own masculinity and i was thinking is it right to treat your partner like this and is it right or wrong 
and i feel that was that represented that stage of my life where i was young coming to terms with my own uh, ethics and all of that and now if i revisit the ramayana now now that i'm much older firstly and secondly i am mature and m- more mature than i was back then and also i'm more closer with my father and i'm more closely like i know the family dynamics more and all of that i see yeah. my father in rama basically or rama in my father because i'm sure like in all of our families we've had and i feel like especially in a typical indian household and especially like from where we come from we see our fathers doing a lot of compromises especially between the wife and the mother it's very common where the wife does not get along with the mother and and that's the context for all sas bahu serials and all of that but but there's always some or the other conflict in the family and i feel we do not appreciate how hard it is to handle everything and how much effort our fathers put into holding the family together yeah. i feel <clears throat> it it goes unnoticed and yeah. our fathers make a lot of compromises and they uh, have to compromise compromises with their mother with their wife try to keep the family together mitigate fights sacrifice a lot of their own dreams so that the others can be happy right and it's very simple like in me and my dad we were talking and um uh, we're building a new house and my dad is uh, you know he is obviously proud of it but he is not that interested in a new house but he fe- he's doing it for my mom because he feels like my mom needs a better house a bigger house so that she can you know so like in that way how selfless they are and that's what even rama did right yeah. and when <clears throat> his dad asked him to do that and he had to basically put himself the last and vaishak yeah i'm telling you when you just read that scene yeah. when you listen to that entire dynamic that goes before rama uh, goes to forest right the entire you're going to have tears in your eyes vaishak because there is so much of dynamic that happens because when kaikeyi goes and asks dasharatha dasharatha whole night he's trying to have he's trying to convince kaikeyi not to do this because this is not right like rama has na- done nothing wrong for him to suffer this much of a punishment this is not actually punishment for him because mm. it's a punishment for me the moment rama goes i'll die because i know that mm. i cannot live without rama next to me i know i will die mm. so you there'll be blood on your hands so that's what the dasharatha says kaike and whole night there is so much of conversation that happens by shark dasharatha faints 15 to 20 times in the entire course of night he gets so much of like he gets overwhelmed with emotions he falls at the feet of kaikeyi dasharatha is a king mm. he's falling at the feet of kaikeyi he faints there he's trying to convince her so much and then the next day actually rama has to be the king right like there's so much of preparation that's happening kausalya the mother of rama she's so excited like rama is so excited that he's going to be the king and then like all the ministers of dasharatha right after the night long conversation between kaikeyi and dasharatha the ministers come 
the ministers come and they're trying to call dasharatha out and they're they're chanting a certain shlokas to call the king to to the celebration because everything is ready dasharatha is in coming out and the ministers go in they just see the state in which dasharatha is he is on the floor his face is like fully tarnished with like when you see someone when they're like emotionally like uh, hit you can see it on their face right they they have no charm he doesn't have a charm like he's just this and then kai dasharatha doesn't say anything dasharatha just asks them to stop chanting these shlokas like i'm not in that mood right now and then kai ke asks to bring rama here and then rama uh, like people go they call uh, rama that uh, you know your dad is calling you come kausalya gets super excited kausalya is like maybe now you are going to be the king you know like like he she uh, like hugs kisses like, like she does all the cute things and she says you know your dad is calling you go 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 rama also smiles is excited rama along with lakshmana he comes he comes and he sees his dad like that he like, like he cannot digest the fact that his dad is so devastated like his dad is like this he asks like what is happened like what has brought you to this state dasharatha says no but like he has zero words to say then kaike he says it's because of you rama it's because of you that your dad is like this then rama is like what if i have done this if my dad is feeling bad because of me i will do anything in my whole power to make him happy to to bring him to mm. the state that i am used to seeing him mm. then kaike he says yes there is something that you can do that will make your father happy then rama says yes i'll do it kaike says give me your word that you will do it then i'll say you like i'll even give my life if that if that's going to make my dad happy then kaike says you have to go to forest for 14 years and bharata is going to be king and you have to leave now and then rama just looks he smiles and he says for this <laughs> dasharatha is so sad like he could have just asked he, he he would have he could have just said me one statement i would have left yeah for this he is so upset like why why is he so upset and also he says amma kai ke i didn't know that bharata wanted to be king if i knew that bharata like had thought like that i would have never accepted to to be the king like bharata is so close to me i love bharata so much if he had even a shadow of a doubt if i had that bharata wanted to be the king i would have let him be the king and then i leave he then has to go to his mom convince his mom that i am not going to be the king now someone else is going to be the king and not just that i have to go to forest when kausalya goes Uh, sorry when when rama goes to kausala she's so happy she's like now come sit on this golden throne you have to sit here and then she she's trying to do all the respectful deeds because now he's the king rama has no heart to say he can't sit on the throne because he's not the king so he just touches the throne and he says i am i am accepting all your hospitality like he just touches and he says that i'm accepting all your hospitality he convinces he he tells uh kausalya in the background lakshmana is so furious that when all of this is happening lakshmana is just quiet because his brother is there friend of his brother he cannot say because mm. his brother is the older one right he has so much respect for his brother to the sheer conversation between kaike and dasharatha it brought tears to my eyes and when like 
when kausalya and rama even their conversation it it bring me like mm. it brought tears to my eyes and then he goes to sita and then sita uh, rama says you stay i'll go like you take care of kausalya you take care of this that this that this that no bharata is the king uh, you have to do this you have to do that blah 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 he goes on with his monologue and then sita says rama everything is okay but you're seeing you take care of them you take care of them as if i am not coming with you like why do i sense that in your tone then rama says there's a lot of thorns in the forest there's wild animals in the forest it's not easy like it's hard then then sita says you're telling me that my husband can't protect me from the tigers <laughs> did my dad marry me to a woman like are you a woman like aren't you going to protect me like wherever you are i'll be there and then sita is willing to make that sacrifice and she comes and then no but also look at the way she says it like yeah yeah <laughs> it's like like when like uh, you know like my dad is going out for the trip and then uh, we'll have to go to this temple and it's very far away Uh, we have to drive for a long time ah adike na na padat bedwa oh yeah allal nil sakal what tindi kor sakal what's the big deal in that it's just like it's the and that's the thing right like when you grow older and older you can see more of your people like the people around you in these characters yeah. and that's the beauty i feel we will relate to dashratha way more when we are fathers yeah right and it's just th- like that's what i was saying the way that they are timeless and the more you grow in life the more you will realize yeah. and every time you read it you will discover something new yeah. and you will find one character wrong but maybe when you are a father or yeah. if you were a mother yes. for once yes. and then you will relate to kk more than right Absolutely. and because there have been times where our parents have been selfish for us right and you will you will realize that okay that makes sense and yeah uh, continue then the thing is vaishak he rama is more human hmm. he he took a place in my heart that i don't think anyone can take that vaishak the reason being that they this entire ramayana came into picture when valmiki asks narada hmm. is there a man in this whole world he gives a list of 16 gunas meaning the 16 nature like hmm. 16 characteristics is there a human in this world right now that i can see who has all of the 16 uh, characteristics out of which one is that one who has a patience as much as do the mother earth has hmm. the one when he is furious the the gods fear him like there is 16 things that he says and rama has displayed all of those 16 traits by shark like when you rama's entire life has been struggles like there is never a phase except when he was a kid the balakanda phase of ramayana is the only phase where he is at least happy like there is never a phase in his life where he got to experience the luxuries right he went to forest even in forest sita is next to him he says sita since you are here next to me we are witnessing this nature this is the best time of my life 
like rama literally says that saying that this is the best day of my life because i'm witnessing such beautiful things with you next to me hence that's why when sita is taken away from rama rama faints so many times like any beautiful thing he sees he sees a beautiful mountain when mm. rama sees a beautiful mountain he says if sita was next to me it would have been so beautiful like if sita was next to me he's just whining he's just crying that's so human like your soulmate that who's been with you the only reason that you are happy in this yeah. like in in his entire roller coaster ride of life he's taken away and he's so low vaishak he's is fainted like, like yeah, he's fainting yeah, yeah. so many times in so so many situations he's just like there yeah. like sleeping like that's how much of a human he is and also hanuman right that character that is not what a lot of people think hanuman is like hanuman is something very different like when we talk about hanuman we just say that you know he's very powerful like he can grow in size he's a superhero right? like, like that's the notion that we have hanuman in this entire ramayana vaishak when you take the entire like all the kandas and if you sum all of that up and in this entire ramayana hanuman speaks only five times i'm just saying this roughly i'm just saying this roughly uh number might be but 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 you understand what i'm saying he speaks only five times hanuman is a scholar in nine grammars hanuman is a scholar in nine grammars they say that manojava maruta tulya vegam like the speed hmm. and then jitendriyam buddhimatam varishtam meaning in his in intellect no one can come close to hanuman's intellect and then he is hanuman's uh, sorry rama's dhuta right he the first time vaishak when rama and hanuman meets so in valmiki ramayana valmiki introduces characters hmm. he introduces them so beautiful you should just listen to ravana's introduction from valmiki's standpoint so glory like you should just listen to valmiki describe he describes any character but for hanuman he doesn't describe because hanuman comes hanuman never talks the first statement that hanuman says in ramayana the first introductory line like his introductory line is why are you scared like that's the first statement hanuman says and that sums up all of the ramayana like hanuman he says sugriva he sees two two people walking into the forest right rama and lakshman they're walking and sugriva is afraid like what if that's vali like, like someone has come to kill him he's so like, scared he's jumping he's acting like a monkey then hanuma says why are you afraid like there is no reason for you to be afraid it's all hypothetical situation that you're thinking and you're being afraid he says you go. then sugriva says you go in you change your shape you you uh, turn into a old monk and then you go to uh them uh, and then you see are they threat or are they of our friends you figure that out and you tell me sugriva also says face me when you're doing that because i want to see your expressions mm-hmm. if i see threat then i'll run away from here hanuman in his entire course of life he has never pretended to be someone else and that's the first time he ever did he never uh like changed his shape or anything to hide or uh to to do something right he ne- he never did that and that's the first time he did and when he when he see ram like when he sees rama for the first time he sh- he just rem- he just throws off the cover 
he just becomes his true self like there is some connection that established when he sees rama right rama doesn't look like rama to hanuman he looks like lord vishnu where lakshmana are his other two hands so he sees vishnu with four hands like that's that's what hanuman sees and there is something that happens internally in hanuman he starts talking he starts talking he starts blabbering so much by jack like he, hanuman talks like a monologue he says you guys look so beautiful your arms are like so strong you guys don't look like sages but you guys are dressed like sages you guys must be king somewhere you guys look like you guys have the strength to rule the whole world like what are you guys doing here why aren't you talking to me i want to hear your voice can you please talk to me like when you are overwhelmed with something you keep talking right hanuman never does that for the first time when he sees rama he does that he says why aren't you talking anything please talk something i want to listen to your voice then rama just looks at lakshmana he says lakshmana just look at this guy just look at this guy he's he when he's talking if an enemy even has a sword he'll sw- he'll throw the sword away like that's how beautifully he's talking and when you see the tone when he's starting to the tone when he's ending it's the same that means he is a scholar in samaveda which talks about music right mm. and he says rigveda he takes few statements and he says that someone who is a scholar in rigveda can talk this way so he just gives a brief description of hanuman to lakshmana so in valmiki's ramayana every character valmiki describes hanuman's introduction rama does like rama says about hanuman mm. so Hanuman is not just a god of strength yeah. if you pray hanuman your intellect is going to grow like there yeah, is yeah, yeah. like there's so much in him that not a lot of people know yeah and uh, they yeah it's actually we just see him as an angry fighter who yes. will just destroy and yes. right and but the thing is like you mentioned and he of course is extremely knowledgeable as Uh, a god and the thing about hanuman as well is that from day one basically he went to go eat the sun right and as a kid so hanuman as a character is extremely curious extremely smart extremely educated and why would someone want to just serve rama for life like there must be something and hanuman being extremely smart he saw something in rama and that's why it all happened and in the rama hanuman dynamic you can see the relationship of two best friends you can see a relationship of a guide and a you know like someone who is mentoring you you can see someone who is trying you know someone you're trying to help you're trying to be with someone when they're suffering and so it's you can think of hanuman as a very wise human being and there's a lot of brain behind that brawn and like you were saying like uh, a lot of uh, there's a belief at, at least in the hindu culture or whatever if if someone stammers they tell you to chant stotras of hanuman and oh. go to go to hanuman temples and all of that the reason being what you just said the mm. way he speaks the vedas and all of that and it's very common like if you stammer they'll tell you tell this stotra 100 times a day and hanuman will help you with that so that is the reason behind it there is 
that hanuman character to help you with your quest for knowledge and all of yes. that right and hanuman also i feel like if you compare him to your life it feels like uh, sometimes in life we feel that we have done so much or we have learned so much what was the point of it all the point of hanuman's life being so smart being so powerful being talented in all these ways all of it the point of it was rama like the purpose of his life became clear when he found rama and that is what i feel will eventually happen in our lives as well where we feel we will find our rama eventually it that rama might not be a person it can be uh like become your anchor yeah yeah you you doing music or you writing or you finding a job that you really like right that is your rama which you will basically carry in your heart right and uh yeah just the beautiful story there and you were talking about rama suffering and like the only the time in his childhood was when he was happy and yeah it's just that then like you mentioned sita not being there and yeah yeah it just feels like how can fate be so cruel right and that's when you start to respect his compromises more as well and i think a mistake that we do it's not a mistake but we idealize gods and we should we should idealize gods and all of that but uh, what if we saw us in them and how we would feel and that's the thing right like when i was a kid and my dad would work day and night and come home at go in the morning at like 9 o'clock and come at like 10 10:30 and work and sacrifice his social life his time with his wife and his mother and family and all of that as a kid we would say that hey he's a father he's meant to do that and even when we see rama are he's a god uttama purusha purushottama he's he has like you told he has all of these 16 characteristics and he is yeah he he is the ultimate man he should that's nothing but he is not the ultimate human being because he faced all of them because he faced all of them he became the ultimate human being absolutely right yeah and <clears throat> then he, he goes into war and in war he imagine you lose all your friends his brother almost dies imagine that situation where you are in where you're you've lost your father you've lost your wife you're losing a war and the only person who stood by stood with you all throughout this time was lakshmana and he almost dies just imagine seeing your brother die right in front Lakshmana of you lakshmana is not just a brother to rama you know what when when bharata goes to visit rama in the forest to to ask him to come back and mm-hmm. take the throne so bharata brings the news that dasharatha is no more mm-hmm. to rama mm-hmm. and then, with the paduka right yes yeah. yes and then he 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 does all the the rituals that a son is supposed to do when your when a dad passes away he does all of that and he says that lakshmana your dad is no more he says you have no dad now and then he turns to sita and he says your father in law is no more and rama says i did not lose my dad because lakshmana you are always there for me you are like a dad to me like you have 
like no matter what happens to me you will always be there for me you so you will take the place of my dad so i always i have a dad it is you who lost the dad like their bonding is so tight vaishak that like when you listen to ramana you'll understand that lakshmana he cannot live a single day without looking at rama like his is bhakti marga in in one of the yogas of reaching god lakshman is the bhakti marga he need to do puja he need to wash feet of rama he need to give towel he need to he need to bring him food like he need to look at rama like that's lakshmana's path and lakshmana need to do that once rama to test lakshmana he says lakshmana why don't you go back like, like the path is so hard in the forest why don't you just go back to the kingdom and be Lakshmana says okay if you want me to go i'll go when i'm walking as far as i can see you i will be alive the moment my body can't see you i will leave this body <laughs> like lakshmana says that and then the way how rama reciprocates is that if lakshmana is not next to him or around him rama cannot sleep yeah like sleep is such a internal factor vaishak when you're not able to sleep that means something is bothering you so bad that you're not able to sleep that's the bonding they had vaishak yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and imagine like like you said that seeing your brother in that state yeah and like lakshmana didn't sleep throughout the entire 14 years that they were in vanavasa just so that rama could sleep and his sister in law can sleep and i don't know it's it's just fascinating where uh, it's love it's like you told devotion and just the uh, sheer experience yeah. that they have been through it's i mean of and course even you as lose like, uh, when they were younger and they went into war together yeah. they fought the demons together and all of that and basically they just the way that they both been together and just for someone to put all of their interests behind and like rama and lakshmana both got married on the same day and then like lakshmana sacrificed being with his soulmate just so that he could take care of his brother and sister in law right and just the sheer number of sacrifices made by him and yeah it's just beautiful to hear that love of camaraderie of brotherhood and yeah just it's just fascinating and then to see that in your brother and then it's and then rama then comes back and when he's back he has to lose sita one more time and again it's a compromise between what would my wife feel and what would everyone else do i put the kingdom above my wife and i feel when i was in my younger days i would tell that hey obviously your partner should come first how, how can you but now i feel as i'm older you can start understanding the compromises we all make and uh, this is actually something that i thought about yesterday night you know of what could we possibly talk about and and it's beautiful that we started discussing the ramayana because it all makes sense uh, if we see rama as a character there are two things in life i feel one is making peace with something and the second is compromising they 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 both might sound the same but they're actually very different so if 
there we are recording in this studio right now and there is another studio just 5 minutes away from us and they are much better and they're much better and they may be like a little more expensive right then if you choose this over that then you're compromising i feel like you could do you can you can definitely do better but you did not do it then you're compromising in life yeah. like how we in our careers like if you don't try and you settle then you're compromising but then there's a second thing which is making peace with something like you realize that i can't have jorogans studio right now <laughs> if you have that as an expectation it's not a compromise it's like oh i could have booked jorogans studio like right next to him i could have done but it's okay i'll compromise and I'll, that, that's how it's happening with where we are in life with the cards that we are dealt with and with whatever we have right now we're making peace with something i feel adulting is complete it's it's just making peace with what we have yeah. and uh <clears throat> it's not compromising right and if now that like i'm going to do a masters in business analytics which is more of a tech course or a business course or whatever right and as a 13 year old or a 15 16 year old i wanted to do film studies i wanted to go completely into theater i want i feel like that when i had an opportunity of doing theater right and if i didn't do something then that would be a compromise but now i have found something else which obviously i will not enjoy as much as improv or theater or something but it's still something that i can i can i like and i can grow in so i'm making peace with that right now and when we think of the ramayana rama had to not only make a lot of compromises he had to make a lot of he had to make peace with a lot of things as well right and it's so hard to make peace with the fact he is the crown prince and the what we can learn from rama is his beauty and his selflessness his empathy into just understanding yeah. the other people around yes. him and making peace so fast we find it so hard to make peace with like i wanted to go to this restaurant and it's booked out and i'm not getting yeah. in <laughs> we can't make peace with that like uh, we but him being the crown prince you can't be king anymore and you you and he he makes peace with that instantly like it doesn't even it's not think even about it to him yeah he doesn't even think about it and that's the beauty of him and that's why like i feel the mahabharata is more timeless in terms of like family politics it's a drama and you see a lot of these things you can observe it from a more uh, outsider's view and you can observe a lot of characters and you can uh, think of how the story could have been and what not but ramayana is way more personal it's way more personal because as you grow older you will see the son the father the mother right you will see the brother you will see the best friend you will see your enemy you will see your comrades everything throughout it and yeah. when you look at what all compromises each of the characters did what are the tough decisions which each of them had to make and what are the things they had to make peace with right and it's just fascinating like sita and then being kidnapped and 
seeing Jatayu and Jatayu who was her best friend during the days in the forest him die for you right then and there right and it's it's absolutely fascinating man it's it's called sita yad charitam mahat ramayana is called the story of sita hmm. like that's valmiki ramayana uh, valmiki literally says that it's the story of sita hmm. because rama he has all the gunas they say uh, i don't what's the word sakala guna bi rama so that's the phrase that they mm. say to show that he has all the gunas the mm-hmm. natures in in rama there is a scene in ramayana where rama will ask lakshmana and sita to go hide where he alone he kills 16000 rakshasas 16000 demons in the span of 1 hour 10 minutes like that's how much of a scholar and an expert he is in archery mm. so when, Ra- when so they say that Val- valmiki's ramayana see we take valmiki's ramayana as the base because i trust valmiki because he has a blessing from brahma that when you close your eyes when you imagine ramayana whatever feelings that a person has felt you're going to know the feelings as well so when we're saying that sita is a pativrata she has not had a single change in the feelings internally forget externally internally that valmiki would know and valmiki beautifully he says things unbiased uh, and he says things without any bias when he says when he's talking about ravana he says all the capabilities and good things that ravana has without any bias he has he's not like you know rama is the good guy so let's uh, show rama in the good note and let's show ravana he doesn't do that so when rama fights 16000 demons right when you are looking at rama you don't know if rama is fighting or not because that's how fast he is ta- is moving his hand taking the bows and he is pointing and and he's leaving uh, the the arrows so when you're looking at rama the movements are so fast that it looks like rama is standing but you have to look at his opponents if they are falling down that means rama is fo- is fighting it's like shiva's tandava you know <laughs> when shiva Shiva is actually destruction right like when he is doing that tandava which means it's destruction that's how ferocious rama can get vaishak uh, when you just listen to that fight though like the the action sequences that come in your uh, like in your imagination that's how strong and capable rama is when he is saying kaikeyi that for this for me to go to forest for 14 years he is feeling sad rama looks so naive incapable it looks very soft and unmanly right when rama takes his bow and when he is standing there is no god that can come and stop him like that's how powerful he is and rama when they're talking about rama's glory you know but sita vaishak sita rama came from his mother's womb he took birth as a man but sita didn't come like that sita she is the direct incarnation of the shakti like she is the consort of the masculine energy in mm-hmm. nature right she comes directly so when janaka maharaja when he wants yeah. to do a yagna sita directly comes right and he says that so sita is they say she is ayonija which means she is the supreme tripura sundari we say that right like mm-hmm. the supreme goddess sita is that and when hanuman 
that advert devotee of rama like when he goes to sita that process is described as a sadaka who is on a path of god realization hanuman is the yogi and sita is the goddess and the process of finding the goddess that process it's called sadhana like they take that metaphorically vaishak hanuman is going to to witness the goddess to seek blessings in the in his sadhana mm. so that's the process right so when hanuman goes and when like that process like i'm going to sidetrack a lot if i go there but the point that i tend to say is that when hanuman goes and sees sita for the first time he he thinks about rama and he says rama this is all your fault like how could you stay away from this person for that long like that's how much furious hanuman gets at rama when sugriva becomes king it's rainy season so rama says until rainy season ends you don't have to take the trouble of searching my wife sita four months rama was suffering in the cave but he didn't disturb sugriva because he let sugriva enjoy all the luxuries mm. that he was missing mm. so he says how are you <laughs> sane like how are you uh, like away from this person and he says rama internally he is talking to himself he is saying rama no matter what you say i am giving one mark extra for sita hanuman who is the adward devotee of rama he is saying that sita is one step above, above rama because every now and then while fighting asuras or rakshasas rama's eyes will turn red but sita devi she is staying in a place she is surrounded by rakshasas she has no one to share her problems with forget someone like nobody is listening for that long she is suffering all the people they just waiting to rip her body parts out and 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 eating and every once in a while this guy comes with 10 heads he says your thighs are like elephant tusks your i mean i can't say that but he's saying your private parts are like this he is describing you vulgarly who wants to uh, have like physical uh, experience with you intimately and there are rakshasas around you feel you are so in in such a helpless state she is deprived of everything vaishak when she is sitting there under that tree she is deprived of everything but her eyes are still black her eyes are not turning red which means her patience level is so much that if ravana even after doing all those atrocities if he would have come in a moment if he fell at sita's feet and he said please forgive me sita would have forgiven forgiven ravana that's how much of a bigger person sita is like to talk about sita i don't think i am uh, eligible you know i feel like i'm not eligible to talk yeah. about that personality yeah a woman's grace man and uh, again like i feel when we connect this to our own family i feel like how our mothers forgive us no matter what we do the amount of patience they have yes, yes. right and despite anything uh, that we do and like in your also sita is called the shakti meaning the mother of everybody right yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, brahma vishnu maheshwara they were born out of adi shakti so literally sh- she is the mother of everything 
right and uh it's the beauty in that and it's the woman's suffering and that's what i feel like we don't speak of sita's suffering enough and but yeah the amount of uh things she had to go through and especially like after going through all of this like you mentioned after rama and sita are both you know crowned king and queen she has to leave rama again for another 14 years and throughout that time as well the amount of grace she has throughout despite her suffering raising two very young capable boys and not harboring any negativity for rama throughout that and it's not right for us to say that you should be like rama or you should be like sita it's not right for me to go and tell my mom or a friend of mine that you should compromise you should uh, be this way like our moms have compromised a lot i feel and uh, it, but i am in no way like you mentioned eligible to go and tell that yeah it's your duty you have to yeah. sacrifice that that is not something that we are in a position to say but and i feel like to each one his own and it's and that's why it's timeless like it's impossible for us to be rama and it's impossible for anyone to be sita but what we's the pursuit yeah it it's just that knowing that there were people who went through fa- something that was far worse and how did they deal with it deal with it at that time how how can you learn to forgive how can you learn to love how can you learn to live right and that's the most beautiful thing or about it completely it's also the contrast vaishak like, like ramayana is stark contrast I'll, i i'll tell you how sugriva makes friendship with rama hmm. because rama he understands the pain of sugriva when he says that forcefully vali has taken his wife under uh, his uh, his hmm. how do i put this uh, is i don't know how to frame this like mm-hmm. wali forcefully takes sugriva's wife with him right mm-hmm. uh, but that wasn't the case with sugriva when wali uh, was presumed dead he didn't force rumi to to be wali's wife so there is a dharma in the vanaras that if in in, in the in the kinged in, in the king sect of the vanaras who do the sandhya vandana which means the daily ritual mm. that they do spiritually mm. who do that they have this tradition where if the king if the king dies mm. then the wife of the king with consent if she is okay with it then she can marry brother Hmm. the the husband's brother hmm. only if there is consent hmm. because she is king right like there's going to hmm. be a lot of shame suffering uh, there's there's lot of thing that comes to a widow and it's like he is he's willing to protect uh, she needs a protection in hmm. case then he is going to protect her so hmm. that hmm. that's there right so that's dharma in their uh, sect so sugriva so in that aspect was on the side of dharma and rama takes the side of that right Raman Sugriva makes friendship. Vali and Ravana are friends. Vali and Ravana, did you know that? Vali yeah, and yeah, Ravana yeah. were friends, right? Yeah, yeah. So Vali was so powerful that he defeats uh, Ravana and then he just toys around with Ravana like easily. And then they make a pact that Ravana and Vali ma- makes a pact that Ravana and Vali they 
say that anything that we find beautiful we just take it if force need me like we take by force if needed and first i'll enjoy it then you enjoy it like we both will share and we'll enjoy that that beauty thing could be a person could be a god could be a it could be a physical thing could be anything when you when you see ravana nothing is his own everything is stolen the the lanka kingdom was kubera's okay. he he defeated kubera kubera is ravana's brother mm-hmm. so he defeated kubera he took lanka and then pushpaka vimana was given to kubera he when when he defeated kubera he snatched that mm-hmm. so every single thing that is there with ravana that's not his that is snatched and so is vali's vali and ravana both are similar in an aspect where they they wake up in the morning and they they want to show their strength they'll go look for people that they can fight and beat them to death like that's their mm-hmm. daily routine they'll go to a mountain they'll be like if if they have no one to fight with if they see a big mountain they'll just crush that entire mountain to dust like <laughs> that's to show their strength like that's what they do on a daily basis and ramana made friends with vali vali and ramana are friends rama and Ra- uh, sugriva are friends so the stark contrast of how their friendship is the way how they talk the way how they see rama was with sugriva when sugriva needed the most like with they make a promise on fire that you know i'm going to be your friend no matter what hmm. and sugriva and holds true to that when he brings his uh, his army to help uh, rama right there's a stark contrast to how like you you know vaishak like when you listen to ravana ravana actually wakes up in the morning at 3 o'clock in the brahmi murta he wake up so hmm. he wakes up the first thought that he gets is sita he thinks of the sita and he is turned on and he he's turned on and he he his his walking he wants to go to ashokavana to see sita and all the women uh, who experienced pleasure with ravana th- that night they wake up with him they're trying to set their clothes who's like half open and they and they're holding alcohol and they're going behind him and and then then he goes to sita and then he talks about that rama wakes up in brahma murta he wakes up at 3 am no matter what the climate is he does sandhya vandana he 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 does all his prayers and then he does all his rituals so you know who you are like when you when you wake up in the morning you know what you are doing and the, and valmiki doesn't have to say that if you do this you are ravana if you do that you are rama you know mm-hmm. because when you wake up are you doing the things that ravana is doing or, or are you doing the things that rama is doing ravana always wants confirmation bias ravana always has a feeling and he wants all his ministers to share, to say that he is right he wants everyone to say that you know what you are right even when before yuddhakanda when when everyone he 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 brings everyone that you know there is war that is coming and everyone knows why because he he brought sita mm. forcefully who is the wife of a man who follows dharma and and then sugriva sorry ravana he brings ev- all of his ministers and he talks to them he says that you know problem is here what do i do all the minister says ravana why are you worried like you can just forcefully have pleasure with uh, sita like who is stopping you you are the the god like you are superior to everybody why are you scared like you should what you have done is right like everybody say everybody says that only one person says that he is wrong vibhishana 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 says not just once he says thrice and the third time he just bursts out and he says angrily he says what the heck are you doing 
because if you are mistake the entire race of rakshasas is going to end like you're not understanding the magnitude of this problem then ravana says you are my enemy in the skin of a friend mm. and then he says such mean things to sugriva sugriva is a dharma murti man like mm. he vibhishna you so sorry sir yeah vibhishna mm. so the same boon that ravana received even even uh, so vibhishna receives boon from uh, brahma Hmm. Ravana asks that nobody can kill me except man. Vibhishana also asks a wish. He says that no matter what happens, I should always side of I should always side with dharma. That's the that's the wish. So Vibhishana asks and see what Ravana asked. So Vibhishana sides right. Vibhishana says uh, sorry. Then Ravana says mean things to Vibhishana, and then Vibhishana then says you are older one. Like he he folds his hands and he says you are the older one. You are like a dad to me after dad. So if you feel that I am the cause of your unhappiness, I will leave this kingdom right away. And he just leaves. <laughs> Then he comes to Rama. He comes to Rama. He is standing there. He says, "Rama, I am so and so brother of Ravana. I am come to. You. I am coming to you." He says, "Sharanagati." He says, "I am surrendering to you." Yeah. Then everybody discusses, like, should we let this guy in or not? Maybe Ravana already took the. he he came as a sage when he was when he kidnapped sita this might be ravana like we cannot be sure so then in case if he comes he might infiltrate the army he might know all our secrets so this is the crucial time right sugriva says that then angad says that then the the wise man uh, jambavanta says that see the time is very crucial and the land is also crucial we are in enemy's land at war time let's not take risk everybody saying all their things that they want then rama asks hanuma what do you think hmm. until asked hanuma is not saying then hanuma very politely says i'm not saying that to disagree everyone i'm not saying to condemn anyone here are my thoughts beautifully he says why we should let sugriva in so then he listens oh, so sorry vibhishna in then he listen to everybody rama says see he said he said he's surrendering to me even if that was ravana i would still let him in because he said he is surrendering to me if someone comes to me and says that they are surrendering everything to me then i will no matter what even if he, that might be enemy i would still give him the benefit of the doubt and i would shelter him to forgive to yeah that's the thing right and i mean I don't think any of us would do this in real life. Where if someone or enemy came and they told in school, like, "Ah, oh, oh, he's yeah, he's not a good friend." Like, we do not know how to forgive as human beings, and that's the thing, right? And the beauty of the Ramayana is that, despite it being so idealistic. like rama being such a perfect human being hanuman being so knowledgeable like you just mentioned right now hanuman is so smart he has so much knowledge and but he does not speak until he is asked right and what what does he speak and he does even though they have so many ideals and they are so idealistic none of these ideals are shoved down your throat nowhere Does Rama come and tell you be like this? I am following Dharma. You should also be like this. Or Hanuman comes and tells I am like this, so you be like this. Whereas who are the ones forcing that? Ravana. I feel like this. All my ministers 
you should feel the same way right it's the villains who have that and who want who who want validation who want their names to be chanted who want you to praise them at all times the ones who are right barely even ask for like he says sita don't come and sita comes he like he tells lakshmana don't come lakshmana comes like all of them have good ideals and like the way you told right when ravana wakes up he behaves like this and when rama wakes up he behaves like this these ideals are internal they're intrinsic we can obviously us as regular human beings we can learn we can try to be better and all of that but we will not become more idealistic by shoving our ideals down someone else's throat like if i believe that in the morning i wake up and i have to pray and this is my this is the way i find god or i my i i'm spiritual or whatever i i can if i go down to other people and tell even this is how you should wake up and that that is why i feel like we resent like our grandmothers or even our parents when they force something down us like when they force us to uh, you know like do not don't cut your nails on a tuesday or whatever these ideals or shastras or whatever when they shove it down is when we feel hmm. we don't we don't like it as much the right, yeah the right way to look at these human beings is they're so beautiful because these ideals are internal and when these characters the main characters of the ramayana who are so perfect they go don't go and shove their ideals down someone else so like when kaikeyi tells rama go to the forest he doesn't be like i am you should you as a wife should not be like none of that <laughs> who are we as human beings to come and shove our ideals down someone else who are we to be like i am the protector of rama his ideals are like this you follow right i who who the hell are we right <laughs> to that that makes no sense like how who the hell are we to protect these people and that's the thing about the ramayana is that despite everything learn to love and learn to forgive right and but the way we see it we see ramayana in terms of so much intolerance where right always won like right did not win because it defeated evil like evil lost to right that's what happened like right didn't have to do the right doings it didn't have to do anything it was just right like <laughs> if, if the being ideal and being a good human being good human beings were just good human beings it was the evil people who lost rama didn't have to do something external to come and defeat evil evil just had to realize that it was wrong and evil lost by itself the very nature of evil is that you will lose to good mm. right and with this being the scenario like we take the ideals of these people carry it out and try to shove it down other people's throats tell like yeah this is how rama is yes hanuman angry destroyer um, protector of hanuman i am and all of these things uh, learn learn from it to be compassionate to 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 love and spread the story so that these ideals become intrinsic you don't have to force 
anything down our, our father they made the choices because of who they are it's not that someone else came and do this compromise yes you you have to work in a small town hundreds of kilometers away from your family for a few years that's your duty as a father nobody came and told that this was a choice that they made intrinsically my mom to leave her job when i was born to take care uh, to take care of me and to go through a lot of fights or injustice or whatever you can call by my uh, grandmother just for example right and or uh, a lot of the other things she had to give up her job and like all of these things are compromises but these are things which she made internally it came out internally nobody else had to come and that's the beautiful thing a woman's grace or a mother's grace where all these ideals are intrinsic and we have rama we have sita we have hanuman in us we, we also have ravana we also have ramana right and that's the thing we we do not we cannot choose one day uh, wake up one day and choose to be rama or wake up one day and choose to be ravana the characteristics that we exhibit are intrinsic and we need to be mindful of that and after we are mindful we can decide okay i'm being more of a ravana today let me try to be more of a rama tomorrow and that's all there is to it that is the way it's it's not like you can't force ideals down someone else and no nowhere in the ramayana has rama told be like this or do like that or hanuman told so like who the hell are we to protect them and tell yes rama told this yes hanuman told this right? yeah yeah i think the part that you told where uh, maybe today more of ravana qualities were presented mm. by me today so tomorrow let me try to be more of a rama you told that right mm. that's a very internal thing right mm. i think uh, the thing that you told shoving uh, your thoughts over someone else's throat rather than that you do that internally yeah. you work on yourself yeah. so that's so that's what you're trying to yeah. intend right yeah yeah the the ideals you try to intrinsically bring out these ideals through yourself right and and it is true in life like let's say i had a bad habit of smoking for example i this is something that i will not stop smoking if 100 people come and tell me you stop smoking you do no maybe i'm displaying ravana characteristic but intrinsically when i realize that hey i might not be doing this is not good for my body or something like that and i stop it happens and this is what we need to realize and it it takes time and we need to be conscious but there oligin barbeku that's that's what i'm trying to say yeah yeah i think it all comes down to that uh, i was just thinking about this concept of faith vaishak mm. so even on i i'm i'm doing this series on bhagavad gita also right mm-hmm. so previously i was in that episode i just came out and flat out said that i've always tried to make logical sense of bhagavad gita in the sense where i'm trying to say that in a way where people who don't believe in god it should make sense to them as well because it's pure philosophy but then at the end of the day without faith nothing actually makes sense because see when i'm making a phone call i i'm just making the phone call because i have faith in the technology 
because i know that the fall the call will be connected even though i don't understand the process of how the call goes or how the actual process of me talking to someone over the phone takes place even though i don't completely understand it i i still have faith on the system of of technology or science mm. so even when you're no matter what you're still putting your faith into some institution even yeah. though you know or mm. you don't know so if you are trying to point out flaws in ramayana no one is stopping you you can do that but there is nothing good that comes out of it for you so when you're looking at story of rama where you want to get some good out of it where you want to develop your life and make it a better uh, place for you and people around you then ramayana is the place for you if you are if you want to do finger pointing if you want to find flaws in that then that's not going to help you in any ways it's going to give you a false a uh, boost of ego and illusion that you are right or you might be smart than someone else eventually that trait is not going to lead you anywhere so this has upside that doesn't have an upside so it's better to invest your energy and faith into understanding why this might be right hmm. rather than pointing out flaws and trying to figure out why that might not be possible yeah and that's exactly like the thing is if you have an ideal and like my ideals are different from yours what might be right for me might be wrong for you right instead of wasting time of telling what i think is right you should also think that's right and there's a song of uh, this is a song by frank ocean called we all try and it's basically a song where he says that we all we are we are all trying to find something to believe in in life we all try we just try to find faith and our life is a continuous quest to find something to believe in there are times where something that we believe in completely betrays us right and like our best friend who i completely believed in they will turn their back on us yeah. and like like right we we lose our faith sometimes but yes. but we always try and there's a line where he says which is like i believe in a woman's temple but baby don't abort is what he says where he says that he believes that who who are you talking about it's a, he's a singer called frank ocean okay uh he's one of my favorite artists out there but it, it, it's a very simple line where he says that i believe in a woman's temple but baby don't abort meaning he is telling that a woman has a complete right over her body which is what he believes in he d- there are like people who believe that a woman should obey what the man tells or they should follow what the man tells her to do but no he says that no a woman has complete right over her body and to and she can decide to do whatever she wants with it but if you have a baby please don't abort it because i don't like abortion mm-hmm. that is his faith that is what he is believing in someone else might believe differently someone else might say that like you can abort a baby like i have no say in that or someone says that no you should not abort life started the day the egg was fertilized you you have all Different of these schools th- of thought yeah all and they're all faith yeah and this is and the way he so beautifully breaks it down where he just it's so simple like i believe in a woman's temple but don't abort it is what i feel that is his ideal that's his faith whatever but he's not 
shoving that down someone else's throat again yeah. it's something that's intrinsic and secondly like you just said instead of trying to tell everyone what we think is right if we instead of that try to understand the other person's ideals and reflect more on our own like am i right in doing this mm. that is yes. much more productive yes. and much better use of energy also, as well also also rather than going through someone else's narrative good or bad you put in the time and effort to read it yourself and yeah. try to understand it yourself yeah. the reason why i'm saying this is vaishak whatever i spoke today it's purely based on emotion that i have and the feelings that i have for the for rama Hmm. Sita, Hanuman, hmm. Hmm. and the Lakshmana, the, the entire Rama, you know, right? Hmm. That's not even zero point zero 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 one percent of the entire Rama, you know. Yeah. What I spoke, it is so was so beautiful. It's it talks about Shakuna Shastra, which means that intuition based hmm. uh, uh, theories, uh, theory Shastra studies, yeah. intuition based studies hmm. and then there is vastu shastra meaning vastu how you do it yeah. and there is lot of like battlefield tactics there is hmm. lot of uh, psychology there is lot of art of talking art of speaking so in whatever perspective you want to read ramayana in it's going to help you it's like youtube like there is so much of things out there and you look for a specific content there is so much of education in that particular field yeah so you I I don't know if this example stands uh, to my point, but basically what I'm saying is, no matter wo- which perspective you want to see Ramayana in, it's gonna educate you in that way, and there's always an upside to this. Is what I'm saying. Let's try to be better humans, and that's the end of the day. That's the goal, right? Let's try to be better humans. If these are the tools that's helping us be better humans, then why not invest time, effort, money into that? Yeah. and it's not just like you mentioned vastu shastra or all of these shastras or these emotions or these uh, topics of knowledge that are embedded in the ramayana obviously every time you invest your energy into it you will learn something mm. right that is one thing but the second thing is that you will always have something to fall back on i'm feeling like this what would rama do hmm what mm. would lakshmana do right now yes so you can just fall back and try to empathize with those characters and also feel like eh, rama only felt like this i he got everyone i will or he also felt like this i am also feeling the emotional like support and yeah. reassurance that you get yeah yeah you will learn something but you will always have something to fall back on absolutely vaishak yeah this is not how i imagine our conversation would go hmm But uh, trust me when I say this, Vaishak. This is so far the best conversation I've had on the podcast. I'm telling you, the reason being that I'm talking from my mouth, but there is so much of internal things that's yeah, happening yeah. when I'm saying this. It's it's very profound, Vaishak. Like yeah. whatever we spoke today, whatever you said, I'm gonna remember that like for a really really long time because absolutely true. Whatever yeah. you said, every single word of it, and. Uh, on a on a closing note what would you like to say vaishak i always think that stories are what make humans human like you told stories can teach us stories can give us something to fall back on and something that i equally value a story is uh, a story with is a storyteller and 
now whenever i think of the ramayana i'll think of sankarshan joshi the passion in which he spoke and i learned so much today and there is one thing to read the valmiki ramayana like that but to have someone else understand something of their own and to explain that as well that is really really like beautiful to hear and that's why i will value the storyteller just as much as the story and yeah like we have stories to fall back on we have friends to fall back on and that's that's where it is and when we revisit our stories again we'll have so many more things to talk about and a lot of other new perspectives and we all grow and we all try i thank god for for letting me have this conversation with you and and having you as a friend is a blessing i don't think i've ever told you this because there's a lot of the times that i think about you but i didn't tell you yeah so same, our relationship same. is very different and i really appreciate that and i really value that and yeah. i cherish that so yeah i think at the end of the day ramayana is a story of a man who lived on this earth and let's look at it that way and yeah. whatever we can learn let's learn and yeah. yeah and let's try to be rama's best friend or his a person who understands him for his sufferings and for what he teaches us rather than yes. his protector and yes. his uh, oh you know that's just what i feel <laughs> staunch defender of yeah. his beliefs yeah yeah that's about it vaishak yep. jai shri ram thank you guys for uh, yeah. for for listening and thank you vaishak for being here always a pleasure to talk to you and looking forward to more conversations like this yes so next guest our next guest hocha venkat like <laughs> <laughs> this segue vaishak this segue from ramayana to hocha venkat nice All we right. started there we ended yeah, there yeah, so yeah. we're closing the loop <laughs> Nice. All right. Bye bye ladies and gentlemen. Take care. A Sankarshan Joshi trip.